When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 60 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live-ish. We are quasi-live coming at you uh, on a... what We are recording this on a Saturday morning, um, and, and we'll get into the reasons why. And I am joined, as always, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, out of Austin, Texas. Um, but also... We've got the, the most recent hire, the most recent addition to the Flow Wrestling team, Brock Height. Um, he's kind of kicking it back, but um, this is a guy with a lot of opinions. I'm sure he's going to, if if Willie says something outlandish, because I'm probably not, uh, Brock, you're going to jump on there, right, and put him in his place, right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm here to uh, kind of play peacemaker between you two, but uh, when Willie says something that's not right, I'm going to have to jump in. Yeah, why, yeah. Why, why Willie? I am the voice of reason. I am... Widely regarded as the voice of reason. I, I don't I believe that is uh that's sixty four percent delusion, Willie. Uh, but you know what, Willie, I'm I'm gonna cut you some slack. You've been off the grid. We both been off the grid, really. I was out at the OTC for a week. You were in Brazil, um, and from from the sounds of it, Willie, it was a uh, I mean the wrestling was good and all, but it it was quite a, a an experience. The the process of covering this tournament. Uh yeah, there was there was a lot of uh a lot of hurdles to jump through and and there there was a uh not to interrupt, but there there was some pretty widely held concern that you may not make it back alive. Uh, there there were there were betting lines out there. There were betting lines out there. Well, there you know, there was going in people were like, you know, Brazil's a dangerous place and and so that played into it a little bit like there was sort of a, a fear, right? You like don't walk down the street, you know, don't walk by yourself. Don't walk down the streets. Don't walk after dark. Don't, you know, make sure you're with a group. Um, and so those things being said before I got there, um, played into it a little bit like, man, this is going to be interesting. This might be a little dangerous. Um, and then when we did get there, like I ran into zero trouble. Uh, and I didn't even, I heard, no one um, having any issues whatsoever. Did did being escorted by someone with an assault rifle maybe play into that, Willie? <laughs> well, yes. Okay, so outside of – and they put us in this resort that was like um, – it was kind of by itself, right? It wasn't necessarily gated, but it, it was kind of gated. Um, it's kind of secure, and there was 
um, like state federal officers there with AK-47s outside of it, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 you know, this is a place Brazil where the weather is great, right? The the, the hotel there was no doors, <laughs> you know, there was no front door. It was just completely open. What the, the, the businesses down there, that the restaurants, no walls, right? So, um, everything's everything's completely open. But at no time was there any danger or anything. But there was police around nonstop. And when when we went from bus to arena, which we did two or three times a day, four times a day, back and forth, same route every time, um, police were in front and behind us. So, um, you know, whether there wasn't, there wasn't any danger, but there was precautions taken. And there was like, when you have to have police escorts, it's like, well, there's, there's a reason. There's a reason. Yeah. Okay. And the walls, right? So, uh, every house down there, every single house had these six foot, eight foot walls and, it, at the top of the walls would be razor wire or or barbed wire or people had broken glass like cemented into the top of their wall like broken beer bottles what every single house every single one of them oh my god that sounds expensive <laughs> well i don't think the beer bottles well i mean building a wall donald trump would love that trump yeah trump's all about it he's, he's all about the walls donald trump is taking over the internet willie slowly i, I personally i love it that guy is a mess. It's like everyone's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if Trump was – and then it's like we're going to like joke elect him president. In this book. I, I've oh, never gosh. been confused for a Republican, but um, I'm, I'm digging I'm digging Trump. Don't you – I mean I'm not digging like who he is as a human, but I, I do respect <laughs> – like yeah, he's, he's not a good person, but – I like that someone won't play the the BS game. That's uh, you know what? That's all it is because that's that happened, that's, that's what, what people like about him. Uh, that's what has me by me. I'm just tired of party politics and and, and political speak. You know? Yeah. Political correct. It's just refreshing that somebody has an opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, albeit an outlandish one and potentially dangerous one, but yeah, that's it's gonna be. I'm sure the news. Outlets are loving it. He's got to be crushing them for, for ratings. So you you were at Brazil. I was at the Olympic Training Center. Um, my first time out there. It was uh, that was your first first time. Oh, that, that other trip you went to. It was first time I wasn't you know there training for to make a world team. You know, first right. time in the media role. That's a joke, guys. Um, you did do a camp though once, but that was at Arizona State. That was right? at Arizona State, um, where it was. You know, 112 degrees every day. Here it's be oh man, I mean you were there not that long ago, Willie, so you know, and you lived out there in that part of the country. But I never really spent a lot of time uh, out there, and it was is beautiful. So you did you did the thing that I did too, right? Like uh, you flew into Denver and drove to the Springs. I did that drive. I did. And How I, beautiful is that drive? That was crazy. It was crazy. It's like oh, I should film this. Wait, I don't want to die. Um, but yeah, it was breathtaking, and it's like it's um. So, Willie, you've never been where I live, but it's like Colorado Springs is like what Stanton kind of is, like on the right on the edge of a mountain, if the mountains were just like completely enormous. Like, so it's like, it was like, wow, I'm sort of homish, except these mountains keep going up and up. And oh, my God. They're so big. They're and so big. And I did the cog, Willie. I did it. 
Um, and a lot of people ask you, like, do you think Willie would do this? I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if he would. I was like, I don't know if he could if he could make they it right asked now. If I would do, uh, listen, I am not exactly in shape. That's but, what I told them. But I, I can run. Yeah. Can this run is not. Foot. This is not running. Um, no, this is this is listen, surviving. This imagine imagine a nine year old um, boy is is just trying to strangle you the entire way up. Like and with every step, that nine year old you know it gets a little grip on your lungs and breathing gets a well, little yeah, bit harder. I don't know how the elevation would be, but um, the best. I'm a little weird in the fact that I like running hills. Uh-huh. I don't know if it, and I'm good at running hills. I don't know if it's because I'm have tiny legs or you know. Yeah. Uh, lower center of gravity, but I win a lot of runs up hills. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, Brock, when we were at Bloomsburg, um, we, we, we did that windy run up the hill. I'm, you know what I'm talking about on, by the on door? On the backside from the field house. And, right. And the only. This is, was, this is offensive. Whatever you're comparing to the cog is offensive to Mother Nature. And. and and it's it's dismissive. I don't want to hear your Uncle Rico stories of you smashing the hills in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. Okay, there is no comparison whatsoever. Now, could you do it? I'm 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 certain that you could. Uh, you could do it, Willie. But it is not the leg. My legs. Uh, I'm I keep myself in decent ish shape, not on the level of these wrestlers, but I'm in decent shape. My legs did not get tired. It was. 100% the breathing. It was the elevation? It was totally. Willie, I'm telling so how, you, listen to this. Listen to this. So it wasn't, your legs didn't get tired? My legs and no. No. I mean, I, I, yeah. My legs did not get tired. No. Not in the, right. Not in the way that it was slowing me down. What's so, the distance? What, what, what's the distance? You it's like it one point. It's like, I think uh, Bill Zadick said it's like 1.2 miles. But it's like straight up. And it just makes you, I, it was weird. Well, I don't understand how it, Muscle fatigue cannot play a factor. It really, uh, it didn't. It my they really did not hurt that bad. I don't. I mean, I ran cross country for five years in track, so, so I, it was so it was elevation more than more than for me. That's totally it was oxygen what it was. more than more than the incline. A thousand percent. And get this, Willie. I get. I literally get out of the van and like everyone's walking. Like I'm not even on the trail yet. I'm just walking up there and like immediately I'm like kind of shortness of breath. I'm like, I haven't even started. Like, this <laughs> thing, I, I, that's when I was like, that's when, and you know, you're in the car with Kyle Snyder and Snyder's like, I feel, I have that feeling right now, like the dog before it goes to the vet. Cause I know what's going to happen to my body. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh my gosh, Kyle Snyder's saying this and I'm going to go out here and try it. So it had been built up. So in my mind, Luke Pletcher tweets at me, Worst decision of your life when I said I was going to go up the cog. I'm like, these are amazing athletes, and yeah, and Luke, like Luke, has these tree trunk legs, so you would think that. Right. Now, do those guys, do they fear the uh, sprint workouts on the cog more, or just the bottom to top? Oh, they didn't. They weren't really fearing it, fearing it, but they they were just going to. um, They weren't doing sprints. They were just going to the going to the top and back. And I don't know what's easier or harder because I don't know how long the sprints were. Um, well, you, you reposted Martin's video from like 2007 where uh, the world team was preparing. They, they had those, you know, go as far as you can in two minutes, then one minute, then 30 second burst. And they look pretty brutal. Yeah, that would be brutal. But I, I don't know. For me, it was like when you are feeling like super fatigued and really out of breath and you look up 
and you have so far to go, and then yeah. someone tells you, oh, by the way, that's a false, um, what you call it, summit. That's not the top. You the thing the top that you're looking at is not the top. There's like 700 more steps you have to do after that. And so when you're feeling like you're wondering if you can do it, and then someone says that, and then uh, that that messes with you psychologically. Two minutes will be over in two minutes, and it'll be a really it's a different kind of pain, um, I think, because you you can do it for two minutes. But it was really brutal. I was so glad I did it. Yeah, it was I mean, beautiful up there. The, the cog slash incline is like legendary, right? Right. And that was for me, it was so much like, oh my gosh, I watched the cog video a hundred times when that got put up on flow and like I thought it was so cool. And so to just to be able to go and do it with wrestlers was like uh, wow. This is like yeah, kind of the luck. stuff of dreams. Um which the whole trip really was because um, you know, I all three teams were there. Well more than three teams because cadet teams were there too but the women's greco and and freestyle men's freestyle so i got a lot of good stuff with with all the teams and had some interviews and a lot of live goes so i know when i was out there it was like i mean same experience as you probably with i mean the same personnel there as right you were there but it was like a dream come true like i could just live there yeah revisiting the cog there what are the leisure hikers? How do they take the wrestlers as they're there for their training? What kind of looks do they have on their face? They not not really. Everyone's like, you know, it's kind of a, a western. I don't know. You know how Austin is, and everyone's like, hippieish. Let's go. Yeah, hiking. let's go hiking. Good job. We'll bring trail mix. There was no like, um, not nothing like that. Now I wasn't like with the the wrestlers were ahead of me. Uh, spoiler alert. But they were all like, oh, yeah, we've seen a lot of wrestlers because I, I talked to a few people. Someone from Gettysburg was there, Willie, small world. Um, so I talked to them for a second. But, yeah, no one – it was not like – About the Civil War? <laughs> we did not talk about the Civil War. No. It didn't come up. didn't come up. But, yeah, no, it wasn't like a, a fight for – everyone gets out of each other's way. And the thing is you, you see someone's coming up behind you. And they're, like, getting closer, but it takes kind of a while for them to catch up just because no one goes fast up to things. So it was great. That was a really great experience. Um, well, a little jealous. I would love to, to experience the incline. You know what, though? I have a certain feeling, like, the you know, the Coke, Pepsi, you know. I, like, I have a certain feeling about people that call it the cog. I, don't, I, like, I like the incline. I really? Like I, think the the, I think the cog just sounds cooler. Brock, preference on that? Can we get a ruling? I've heard cog more than incline, so I, I, yeah. I'm on the cog end of it. All right. Hashtag cognation. Um, so, yeah, uh, obviously we had there, – there was so much stuff. Like a, a bunch of people were like, hey, you getting good stuff I'm out here, while you're out here? I'm like, you, a, uh, a, a nine-year-old gorilla could get good stuff out here if they can just figure out how to cut the camera on. Because you just point it in any, any direction, and you're going to hit a world champion, a world team member. Uh, I mean, it's, it's just such a – um, tremendous yeah. amount of talent. So it was your favorite was live go that you saw. Oh, good question. Uh, favorite live go. I the group of three with Humphrey Fix and Giacomo Hollis was fascinating. That's uh, pretty cool. Uh, it was. I I liked that kind of stuff more than, um, you know, because here's the thing: the uh, the world teamers, like they get, they aren't well recent, like. I mean, Reese Humphrey and Tony Ramos had one. Well, there, there's not a lot of scoring that's going to go on there. And then 
a lot of world teamers went with, um, you know, like Ramos went with Eric Montoya. So they have guys that are like push them and are tough, but not really on their level, you know. Yeah. Now, for example, Herbert went with Ruth, Dake, and David Taylor, and that was yeah. interesting to watch. But but I know that was kind of uh, the ones when I was out there. Um, you know, when you got to see Mark Hall go with the seniors, or or like Aaron Pico go with. The, um, the seniors. I mean, those were kind of interesting ones to me. Um, yeah, that's what because you know Brent Metcalf's going with Dardanes, and you kind of know how that goes. And Ray with Gwizdowski, and who was Snyder? He, you know, he was going with other big guys too. So it it was um, that that was the one that I personally enjoyed because you know Dayton Fix and Yanni are kind of fearless, and they're going. And Al Reese was obviously, you know. He he was working them, and but it, it was fun to watch because they would mix it up and they were they were kind of fearless. So that was kind of my favorite, albeit not the most competitive one. I just found it really interesting to watch. So that was it. Um, OTC, we got a bunch of stuff up. Be sure to check it out. It will be featuring it for the next couple weeks probably. We have so much stuff, um, so it'll be making its way to you uh, over time. Um, so Willie, you want to get into? Um, the the junior worlds competition a little yeah. bit yeah it was I, I tell you what uh, coach Slay and this guy he gets home he literally like gets off the plane he comes to the room and he's like running the cadet practice I'm like how exact I mean you know on fumes but you would never know it um, and yeah. especially coming off of a junior worlds that was insanely dramatic and like he kept saying the good the bad and the ugly. And there was bad and ugly that just it was it was really the whole thing was really heartbreaking. But let me say a word on Coach Lay. He treated me great down there, and he was great. You know what? He is great with those guys. He is great with the kids, man. He knows how to um, he, he knows how to handle them well. He knows to, when to say the right things. He knows um, how to be like not just a coach but a mentor. Um, and he really takes he really takes the time he does. I think Coach Slay does everything right. Yeah. I, I have nothing but great things to say about him. Yeah, that's my my feeling as well on Coach Slay. But with um, you know, I spoke with him about McKenna on and off camera, and I think that's uh, you know, for for better or worse, that's maybe the biggest story coming out of Junior Worlds. Um, well, first first things first. Uh, junior Worlds, uh, on every level, were, there was so much heartbreak for the Americans. I mean, it was Murphy's Law for the freestyle team. Um, you know, Hall didn't wrestle his kind of match, and I think if he wrestles that match, I'm not taking nothing away from Nagy, but Can't. Uh, you know, he was he was within two seconds of moving on, right? Aaron Pico. Uh, within a second of moving on, um, it, it, Joey misses weight, um, and we still finished fourth. Cassar uh, getting hurt. Um, I, it just it, all, outside of Spencer Lee, everything that could have went wrong did really. It really did. I mean, Zahid gasses out his Russian, and the Russian had nothing for his next opponent. Nothing. Nathan Butler. If Nathan could have finished one of those shots, he's a world champion. I believe he was right there. He, I think he could have beaten that guy, and that guy smashed in the finals. 
I mean, that's which is kind of crazy to think about since Kuhn didn't win this weight last year. Um, yeah, casts are getting hurt. It was, it was totally Murphy's Law. That's completely that's, Murphy's Law. And even going back to the women, there was a there was a sequence during the women's competition where the Americans had three and the quarters, okay? And if any of them win, you wrestle you know, for a medal. You win in your quarters, you're guaranteed a bronze medal match. All three ladies had leads with approximately 30 seconds to go in the match. All three of them lost. All three of the girls they lost to lose their semi. They're out. That that's so, crazy. It's yeah, it's heartbreaking. For me, some of the vibe on social media was everybody's. All oh, this is such a terrible performance yeah. by the U.S. and especially like our freestyle team that had such high expectations. But when you look at it, it wasn't an awful performance. We just got some bad breaks. You know, if McKenna makes weight, Pico wrestling for the title without that push out, Hall moving on to the semis. Did everything not go our way? Yeah, everything went against us, but it wasn't a bad performance. No, I don't People get... are like talking about all oh, the coaching staff didn't have them prepared and this and that. And it wasn't, and how, how good did Kassar look he looked up until really that good. injury? He wrestled fantastic. And, and it, you know what his, but to, at the same time, yeah, that, I mean, that's a bad break. The guy got hurt, um, but hit man, his draw, and maybe this just makes it even worse. His draw was so good. It was tailor made for a potential finals trip. And, absolutely. Now, I said, I didn't know what we'd get out of Kassar, right? And or when Butler. I saw his draw, I was like, well, um, and, 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 you know, he didn't, he hasn't wrestled a whole lot of freestyle. So I, I didn't know what we'd get out of him. Um, but when I saw his draw, I thought, okay, so maybe he gets a few matches under his belt. He gets rolling. Um, he has that opportunity. Um, however, after I saw him wrestle a match, I'm like, and saw what the rest of the field looked like, I'm like, he's one of the best guys at this weight. Like, I, the only person I don't think he could have beaten was uh, Azair, the, the guy who eventually won it. Uh, Gagayev looked was terrible. On, he was on Neptune. I don't know what happened to him. Well, th there was some talk that he missed the Russian trials because he was injured. He got a special wrestle off and won that, but still was not prepared to, to be at that level. Yeah, he, yeah, he was in absolutely no shape to wrestle a six-minute match. Yeah, and, you know, to to the point about, I guess, our expectations and, and looking back on Junior World, part of the problem was, and it was it was nonsense to compare this team to last year's team. In my opinion, I felt like, I mean, you go from Kassar to Snyder and from uh, Kuhn to Butler and Zahid to uh, Dean. I mean, I, we, we love Zahid, but... You're comparing him. I mean, we can't compare him to Gabe Dean right now, guys. Um, so I feel like the, our team was was not. I mean, of course, Spencer was a, is, proved to be a magnificent upgrade, but that this team was not last year's team. Period. And to, I mean, let's let's get into this McKenna thing because I I think it's uh, I, I and I don't know exactly how you feel, Willie, about well, it. Okay, one last thing. One last thing on the performance till we get to McKenna. Sure. Um, this is Junior Worlds. Right. Uh, this isn't this isn't Iron Man. <laughs> you know, um, I don't care if your name's Aaron Pico. I don't care if your name's Mark Hall. I, I guess the American people feel like 
well, they are amazing. They're gonna they're gonna win gold. No no doubt about it. This these guys are this is the world championship. Yeah. All right. So and like I mean there was even a person saying um, Pico hasn't developed the way we thought he would. What do you? Yeah. I mean he lost on a push out of the buzzer. By zero points, he lost seven to seven. He wasn't even outscored. He's a two-time junior world medalist with a, another year of eligibility. I mean, what are you talking about? And if anybody doesn't think that he hasn't developed, look at his leg attacks. He's getting in scoring oh. on leg attacks. That that's where he's really improved. That snatch single was not there a year ago. To, no. To the, no way. He was all high crotch. Now he's he's really developed this this high level single. That that's very recent. He's developing tremendously. How often do we say, Christian, in the deed, right? It's in the deed, yeah. I think it's very shallow to say, oh, he was silver last year and bronze this year, and he's not where he needs to be. Give me a break. That's dumb. That's dumb. He was, he compared to the field, he was much more impressive this year than last year. Yes, Danny outclassed him last year, in my opinion. That guy that won didn't outclass Aaron. He he did what, you know, he won in a weird way. Whatever. He Mm -hmm. beat him. Not taking away from that kid. So but. yeah, so that's my last. That's my last. Yeah, I, and I think I think that's something that carries over to the seniors as well. Last year, um, our senior world team, we only lost to guys that either medaled and or a couple guys lost to guys that got fifth. But everyone we lost to at minimum wrestled for a medal, and it's like, what's going on? It's like the world's good, and we lost to only good guys. Only mm-hmm. top five in the world guys are better. It's like at NCAAs, I mean, the crazy thing, if Metcalf wrestles back for sixth, you know, if that was possible, it probably would be completely different. But because it's so different here, um, it, it, we just view it completely differently. Either medal or you failed, basically. Mm-hmm. With that, and people don't want to look a little bit deeper. And and it's okay. I think, I think in America, athletically, we're going to have high expectations um, for, for all sports, including – Including wrestling, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But at the yeah, same time, I, we, we, a, you can educate of, yourself on the field, though. There's a lot of um, American ego involved. Like, mm-hmm. like Americans should win everything because we're American. And I, I've got an interesting piece that we're going to rerun uh, leading up to the World Championships, where I break down they're not competing against the same field. You know, people point to the '70s and '80s and how great USA wrestling was, but it is nowhere near the field, and I believe the Soviet republics, I had the numbers in the document, they're winning about 50% of the senior level medals. So even if the Soviet Union was winning a medal in every single weight class, that was only 33%. Those Soviet republics are now winning 50% of the medals, and it's just nowhere near the field that they used to compete against. Right. You basically have um, Soviet Union's one, two, and three guys, and you know, half what the, what used to be their depth chart is now wrestling at worlds, and when when you break it down with the U.S., it's like Ukraine and Azerbaijan and like they are all winning medals at the same clip at the U.S. is, and then you have Russia, which is their number one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's, it's funny too because um, the depth that we have at seventy four, and and there's people, there's Americans that are being, you know, you see a a message board topic pop up or you see a tweet and like we should be able to you know, it would be cool if you could send multiple guys really no, really you smashed. want russians you want iran's top three guys at world you want sargush and godoyev you want Gatsalov and gadisov you want you know sabalov and magomedov you know 
could you Mega Madoff? Like, think that through, guys. It's not yeah. really what just we want. because we have one weight class that's like that. Yeah, one. Whereas they're they're just as deep in all. I mean, look at look at the UWW rankings. I mean, say what you want about them. They they approximately have the right guys in them. The order, whatever. But look how many Russians and Iranians there there are. And then you know, then let me know. Um. All right. Can we get to McKenna? Okay, we can get to McKenna. Joey McKenna. Uh, we Willie, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna pat myself on the back and you on the back. We were downright prophetic about this. We said immediately after the Junior World Team Trials, with uh, McKenna being, basically, we, we talked about how he was going to get a wrestle-off and he was going to get it at plus two kilos. And we said, we have no idea, and USA Wrestling is going to have no idea if he can still make weight anymore. And we're right. going to send him over there anyways because we really want Joey McKenna on the team because he's that guy and he's really good. He was second last year and he could he's probably going to medal again this year. And instead of we, – we are so enamored by that, that shiny object that we didn't even want to think about the fact that can he still make the weight. And I know we don't – no one wants to beat up on Joey McKenna, but this is the position USA Wrestling kind of put themselves in. And – I I think it was. I, I think this is bad. I think it. The, this process cannot continue, and we can't no. have. We cannot have world team spots wrestled off at anything other than that world weight, especially, yeah. especially when you have a guy that just missed sixty one kilograms. Right, you miss sixty one kilograms, and then allow him to wrestle off at sixty kilograms. But when you let him wrestle off at sixty kilograms, there's a plus two kilo allowance. Like, why would you do that? You, you know the threat of of possibly not making weight is there, and unfortunately, it proved right. And I don't care uh, what Brock Zacherl requests. Right, and, and and the the thing was that well, Brock requested that. I don't I don't care what Brock requested because if Brock loses the match, which he did, then McKenna is in an untenable situation. Right. Um. So I I think. We we can't do this again. This this just cannot cannot stand. We've got to be a little smarter. And I, I think you know U, USA Wrestling and they they've had a lot of dramatic situations this year between Marable Green and now this. And I wouldn't be surprised to see things tightened up. But ca- Tight talking up. with talking with with Coach Slay, you know I, I I don't think he feels the way that I do and you do it. But I I really we had no idea if Joey could make the weight. And Coach Slay was super complimentary of Joey and his effort, and he still didn't make it. So if he can really do a great job, like you say, and miss the weight, then it is a fair question that can he still make the weight? And I think the answer, obviously, was no, because he didn't make the weight. Well, I I still think, I mean, I think if McKenna does make the weight, as close as it was, right? What if Joey steps on that final scale and he makes weight? What? Yeah, what Um, kind of shape was he going to be in? Well, to me, that's not the point. The, the point is, it's, it was too close for comfort. I mean, if he makes a weight, we're not talking about this, right? Nope. And it kind of gets swept under the rug. But the process was not right. No, it wasn't. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that, that it gets resolved. And I don't want to beat up on anybody for this because no one feels good about it. But we've got to – we said it right after. It was like, hey, there need to be parameters here about – which way we're going with this. 
um, you know, if Joey makes the team, okay, we have to have very stringent um, th- things uh, that he has to do. He has to weigh this on this date. He's got to weigh this on this date, this on this date. And I don't feel like that probably happened. And I think that was a mistake as well. I just think they're hoping, gosh, I hope he's on top of it. I hope he can make it. And it, it didn't happen. And it's uh, it's well, gonna it's gonna this, follow Joey. At least this, the events over the past, you know, almost eighteen months for USA Wrestling, they're gonna need to go in. They need to clean up language in there. Uh, don't, you know, let it. You know, an arbitrator comes in and and sur- there's some gray area. Clean up the language, and we can get it set so we can move forward and progress from these situations, uh, rather than you know just. People keep taking advantage of the loopholes. Yeah, uh, I agree completely. Um, so that's it. I mean, J- Willie, you were there for for that whole process. Uh, do you want to do you want to talk any about that? I mean, what it was like, how how tough it was for Joey, et cetera. About about the way Joey. in. Though I guess though, just the way in situation there. Because I mean, there was a lot of talk about that. Um, you know, the I don't. I mean, the check scale drama. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say too much. It wasn't a pretty situation, and and uh, frankly, I, I'm really um, the USA Wrestling was great to me. That the coaches, the doctors, the trainers, they allowed me to be there. And I, you know, I don't want to say too much. All, all, um, all I'll say is that um, Joey stepped on the check scale, and then he went to then he went to the um, regular scale and he stepped on and I couldn't see it. I couldn't see what the scale was saying, but immediately he turned around and threw his arms up to the coaches. Like what the heck, you know? Yeah. And then he, and then he steps on the scale. Number two, scale, number three, scale, number four and scale number four. I could see it was teetering back and forth between 0.1 over and 0.05 over. Um, and that, that situation played out two different times because uh, they had to, they had to strip him down and talk about the, the time discrepancy of when yeah. they, they weren't quite sure when weigh-ins were going to end because they started them right, early. Right. That's a, that's a good point. So they, so four fifteen they had to, they had to strip him. So four fifteen starts medical check, right? So he has to kind of stop his sweat. If medical check got over at four forty five. So he went last four forty five. They, they, they strip him down. He goes to medical check, fine, comes back. Puts on all his stuff, starts to sweat again. Wayans are supposed to start at 5:15. They start at 5:06. So Wayans are supposed to be 5:15 to 5:45, a half hour. So um, we were kind of fearful. Okay, are Wayans going to last till 5:45? Are they going to last a half hour till 5:36? So at 5:35, they strip him down, check his weight. He doesn't make it. So the people say, you know, the officials say, well, you still have nine minutes because they don't end at 545. So they put his stuff back on, and he goes through the process again and gets a sweat going again. And, and uh, you know, 544, they strip him down. He still doesn't make weight. So he, he, if there was clarification there, if, we, if they knew that it was going to be 545, um, they wouldn't have had him check his weight at 535. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I do, but at the same time, I mean, why don't you? Just, why didn't they just ask somebody? Do we have till five forty-five? Why yeah, someone stay with Joey? Someone? I don't know. I, 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 at first, I kind of 
reacted to the process like Joey was kind of wronged in this situation. And then I really don't feel that way anymore. I just feel like, hey, he, it, it happened. He had the opportunity to make the weight, and he didn't. And it's just too bad for for him and, and Team USA. And um, hopefully it's a learning experience. And hopefully, I guess this is his last year of junior el- eligibility. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's it for that. Um, Mark Hall's – or actually, let's go to Pico. Pico's match um, because I thought it was uh, officiated a little – Screwily, and uh, there there was some talk about that it was Pico. He got put on the shot clock, or the other guy. It doesn't matter. Pico shot in the first two seconds that high single, gets him to the tripod position, and he guts him from the tripod position. Now, is it two and two? Is it four? Whatever. Pico only was given two points. Um, Willie, I want your take on first. Was that call correct? The the call on the mat was that correct? And is there any way that that can be construed as two points? Uh, you know what? I thought it was abundantly clear that that call was wrong. Right. Um, I didn't see any way, shape, or form it could be two. Because uh, if if it's a takedown and then a turn, it's two and two. If it's no takedown and no supporting point hit, it's feet to back. Right. So I have no idea where how it could be just a two, except my friend here, Brock, tweeted, there is the only other possibility that he saw could have been if a supporting point was down and they called him out of bounds. Yeah. You in know, which case, just a two. Right. And But it's also weird that you don't see, you know, if, if their head goes out, they call him out. And the only thing I could come up with, it, they said that the left elbow was out of the and you don't know the interaction between the officials and what was said and, and what language is being spoken mm-hmm. on the mat. And there was a lot, a lot of different things going on that I was disappointed that they didn't throw the challenge block. But if you're not there, it's tough to sit back and say they should have done this or that. One thing, one thing I could make this point in several topics that we hit probably in this show. But the most important, you know, everybody has how what they could do better for international rules but i i have a very simple thing that needs to be addressed and i think it's simple easy manageable and i think it takes precedent on before any other rule change they have got to have the score correct on the scoreboard before they blow the whistle to yes. resume rest can you we cannot, do that i i, I oh. don't understand it doesn't even compute in my brain how they can go back the referee rushes them back to the middle to blow the whistle and then everybody in the arena is like waiting for the scoreboard to be correct and the scoreboard to change and sometimes the scoreboard doesn't change and that means that uh maybe what we thought we saw scoring was not confirmed and listen before the whistle blows put the right score up that way we know if we have to challenge. Because if you don't, you don't even know if you should challenge yet. The, ref, the, the coach is, has the block in his hand, and he has it up by his ear. He's ready to throw it, but he's not sure because is the score up or are they still deciding on the score? What was confirmed? I don't know. Now 10 seconds pass. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why isn't there points on the board? Um, 
just get it right. Can you get imagine it, if you're a, a casual fan trying to figure out what the heck's going on in these matches? Well, I mean, we we watch wrestling constantly and are, are is you know and extremely dialed in, and it's confusing to coaches and, and us. Can you imagine someone trying to figure out freestyle wrestling when the score is just changing at completely random times and you know coaches don't know whether they should challenge because they don't know the score? How many times you see the referee in the center, he puts the points up. He he looks at the, the judge. He looks at the chairman. They're disagreeing with him, and he's looking at them like they're crazy. They're on the whole other side of the mat, and he makes the call. With, he feels pretty confident is right, and then he starts looking around for those confirmations, and they don't come, and he's just – you know, totally shocked. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and how it's, it's such a, it's such a ritual. It's such a, it's, it's so kind of ingrained that there's a score or there's a stoppage. You go back to the middle, you start wrestling right away and the scores aren't up on the scoreboard. Um, that it occurs late in matches too. You know, the clock might say five forty-seven, and a score, a critical score just happened. Now you're supposed to wrestle the last 13 seconds of a match do I have to score? Does he have to score? What is the correct score? The score, the score might not be put on the board for five more seconds. I don't know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why? Um, and so, the, a lot of questions were raised. Should uh, Coach Slay have challenged the the call that we pretty much agree is bad? Ramos actually jumped in. Tony Ramos. He said, "Every time I've seen that position, it's just two if no support hits." So, uh, for what it's worth. I- yeah. Spencer Lee got four for it uh, in one of his matches. I, mean, I can't remember where it was, but if Tony if Tony situation. says that, then then that's what he, I believe Tony. But um, I've seen it called four several times. Yeah, yeah. So Spencer Lee match. I mean, you remember back. Um, I don't know why this one stands out to me so much, but remember when uh, Anthony Valencia had Imar in, in the quad pod, quad pod and. and, and Turned him out, gutted him out of bounds. I was four, you know, so. Yeah, so anyways, what we're getting at is there, there, there is maybe it's it's a fair question, but a lot of people were hammering Coach Slay for not throwing the brick, and I completely agree that he should not have thrown it. Um, what, where do you guys land on that? I, here, you're saying, you're saying he shouldn't have thrown it. I'm saying – in that situation, I don't know. And Brock is way over on the other side saying he absolutely should have thrown it. And for me, I don't know what was going on. Like we said, you know, was there any verbal communication with the referee and that stuff? But I hate sitting on the block because if you are more than 50% sure that it's going to get overturned, I think you throw the block. It doesn't matter what point in the match. You can't sit on that thing for a situation that never comes. There was never a, another questionable call in the bout. Um, I mean, Brock's point is two points or two points. Two points that you right. earned or two well, points Well, my, my point is it's it's Aaron Pico. He just scored on this kid. There's um, a lot of time left. Do I really want to give this kid a minute, a minute and a half to look at this challenge and – and relax and get his lungs back. Pico had the lead 6-4 at the turn, okay? He should have just won the match. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's total re- revisionist history. Not not that I'm saying that's really what you're doing, Brock. You, you're saying you throw it no matter what. But you got to remember two things. One, just because the call would be correctly made, um, or let's say that should have been letter of the law that should have been four, that doesn't mean that's what these refs are going to determine. It's a total crapshoot, whether it's right or not, if they're going to get it right. 
first of all. Second of all, and then you're potentially sacrificing a point. Oh, by the way, you gave this guy 90 seconds to catch his breath. If you sit until the end, you're you're still in the same situation. They might not get the call right. But you might be you might be in that situation. Might not get the call right. Right, but you could be in that situation. I I don't know. I I don't know. Well, okay. So here's here's the situation, and obviously we're having this debate, and it's taken us this long to get all our points out, and Coach Slay has to make this decision in like five seconds right so it's not a cut and dry thing but at the end of the day you win the challenger up eight four you lose the challenger up six five that's what you're looking at um it would have been five I believe there was other scoring it, it would have been before the break. it would have been five two in favor of his opponent if he had failed the challenge oh uh, okay yeah. okay uh, so that was, got that was down Aaron. do you really want to put it do you want to put him down three uh, two scores to, or potentially two scores. I don't. I'm. I'm just gonna let Pico keep his motor running and wear on this guy and continue to score. And, and he, still, the three and two. It at that point, he had the four points on the cutback. So even if you make it four four, you're losing on criteria. So that extra point for the lost challenge but, doesn't hurt you. But with four, if you're point, looking mathematically at it. Yeah, but we we, no. But if you're tied at four with you know, four minutes left. It, you're not thinking about criteria. You're just thinking about scoring the most points. I, I, I would not have thrown it. I would have hung on to it for something a little more egregious. When you, can, because can, think about it. In the at the end of the match, that's when you when you really need it. it Pico still had the opportunity to go out and win the match. Um, or early but two on. Two points at the end of the match is the same as two points at the beginning of the match. I, I know. I know that. I, I don't. You say you need it at the end, but no. I, he needed those two points. He didn't need his challenge block. He needed his two points. Yeah, uh, I can see it. I can see it both ways. It's tough. No, it's you tough. don't. You totally. You, you hang on to it and just Pico wins the match. That's what. Because uh, uh, it's not one hundred percent thing. It's not. Wasn't. A, it might well, not have it been an egregious is. call. Well, true. Um. So that what what to make of Mark Hall's performance? A lot of people were like. What's going on with Mark? Um, you know, losing to Peter Nagy, who's uh, basically, and I got to talk with Coach Linlin about this. He's like, Nagy's not, Nagy's not even a freestyler. And uh, he w- didn't even make the Greco team because it's like the coach's kid went for hungry. So they just stuck him in freestyle. And he shuts down Mark Hall. And everyone's like, what? Well, what? that's fine. Shuts down. Did Mark, did Mark shut down himself? Okay, well, uh, what's the difference? The difference is you're you're giving Nagy the credit for shutting down Mark Hall, but in reality, Mark didn't take any leg attacks. Well, I think Mark creates scrambles and, and not let Nagy sit there in good position. Yeah, well, okay, that's exactly that's, it, Brock. He was in immaculate position, and he never the the threats weren't there to get him out of position. Yeah, well, that's why you give credit to to Nagy. Well, I mean. If I'm wrestling Mark Hall and Mark doesn't take any leg attacks, does that mean I shut him down? I mean, listen, here's the thing. You can you can look at that match and say that, but look at the next match. The, look at the next match. The, the guy took a million leg attacks on Nagy and tore his freaking ankles up. Yeah. I mean, he's, let's not say that let's not say that Nagy is some um, defensive mastermind. He right. like he got destroyed on his feet against the next opponent. Yeah. No, no, that's that's a very fair point. I uh, um, 
And and what it looked like to me in, in the lead up to that match is Mark was very conservative. Mark didn't Mark didn't take a whole lot of um off. he let the opponent come to him and then he would counter and dictate, right? But he did not you know, attack. He didn't he didn't go after his own attacks. He was a little he was conservative. And yeah. mine is this is sort of the US freestyle folk style thing. It's so hard to score on somebody in folk style. You have to gain control. It's easy to score in freestyle. So when you have a guy who is losing late in the match and has, you know, just can go for it, they convert at such a high percentage in freestyle compared to folk style. And, you know, our mentality is, you know, let's hold on this lead. It's easy to sit on a folk style, not so much in freestyle. And I think that caught up with Mark. And you could say the same yeah, for I mean, Pico, too. He was conservative against Japan. He was conservative against Azerbaijan. A very good, good um, Japanese, good Azerbaijani for sure. A very, you know, the the, the uh, Azeri was was bronze last year. Yeah. You know, and and you look at the match and you go, oh well, Mark pinned him. Well, it was that was it was a dicey. good match before that, right? Yeah. Incredible strategic move, you know. He thought that Mark was going to let him push him out, get that step out point, and Mark still would have been winning. And Mark hits that inside trip from her where, where you know, he's probably just pressuring in. He's going to go out of bounds, probably relax a little bit with that push. Great inside trip and match tactics by Mark there. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of, I mean, I feel like people just overreact. And you know what? Something that we've talked about before, Willie, and it was something that, that Coach Slay said to me that – it kind of reminded me. It, it reminds us so much that these guys are humans. And just because you get one thing out of a guy, so, there's so many factors. And these guys are people. And they just don't always wrestle their best. And things things happen. And I think it's, in a way, it's good to see, um, you know, that. Because it's, it's a reminder. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. You know, oh, yeah. This guy. In America, listen, I say this all the time when it comes to rankings and, and when it comes to quote-unquote surprising results. Like, you know, most of the time you get the result you expected. But once in a while you're like, he lost to that kid? Well, listen, uh, you know, you lose, you win a match 4-3 and nobody talks about it. Yeah, you know, he won. But did he wrestle his best? No. But if, if you lose 4-3, the world's falling, Right. Like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy lost to this guy. Well, you get some uneven performances, but as long as you win. And in America, even if Mark Hall doesn't wrestle his best, even if he's not at the top of his game, he still gets his hand raised because he's so incredibly more talented than his opponent. Right. Right? But when you have another opponent and you're uh, a world-class opponent and you're not firing on all cylinders, you, you take a loss here and there. And it doesn't mean that – doesn't mean that Aaron Pico's not who we thought he was or Mark Hall's not who we thought he was. They, they lost a match. Yeah, and they, it's they didn't and it's interesting in our in our sports culture, you know, what what are popular sports, you know, basketball and football, baseball. You know, the 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 Yankees lose to terrible teams and you know the Patriots lose to teams and the Redskins beat the have many years have been terrible and they beat the Super Bowl champs. So we see it all the time where the quote, inferior guy, inferior being, inferior team wins a match. But when it happens in wrestling, we're like, oh, it, for, it doesn't compute with us. Like, why right. has this happened? Spencer Johnson beat Kyvan Gadsden. Like, what? You know, 
Um, that kid from Bloomsburg beat Kendrick Maple. Weird things happen. Um, and I think it, that's it's an important reminder that this it, we shouldn't be that shocked by it. We shouldn't be shocked when uh, a Mark Hall loses to Pierre Knight because it's it's all and, it's right. so in and, the balance. And when, right, and when those losses occur, the sky's not falling. Right? right. You know, everyone wants to, and that's you know, blow it up. And you know, I, I'm sure that there's going to be clamoring for pound for pound changes as a result of this. And I haven't even talked to you about this really, so I don't know how you feel. Uh, about it with as a regards to Hall and and Lee but y- it's y- really a nightmare I mean it's really a nightmare scenario because Spencer's so freaking dominant and and Mark Hall takes a loss and doesn't meddle um but Spencer lost twice to David Fix it's um, it's it's I mean we don't have to Mark's talk so- about it but my point is you know I'm sure there are gonna be a lot of people th- there weren't many people questioning Mark Hall as the number one guy after beating Valencia, he, he beats Marsteller, he beats Nolf. Um, but now, um, I, I think it, it, it'll be a little bit of an overreaction, um, from, from the community. Oh, it already, it's already started. Really? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, people are really predictable in that. I mean, like Mark Hall's not that, like he's not that guy. Like he's not one, one of the best yeah. recruits to come out. Like uh, he's you know, one... I have but, uh, here's, here's one point, you know, it's called pound for pound rankings. But Spencer went up one weight class and lost. Yeah. You know? I, I don't even call it – he didn't – it's not like he – when people say he, go, he went up, it's not like it's a dual meet and they bumped him up to date and fix. Even though He was a 54-kilo guy. That was the plan. That was by design, him wrestling at this weight. So it's like, right. yeah, he kind of uh, – he wrestled at a different weight class, but it's not like they weighed in differently. It's just – it was that weight that he chose. He designed. He strategically said, "I want to be here," and it didn't work out for him. So I don't. I don't even factor that in. Right. You, you know can, what I mean? You can look at it that way, but you can also look. You can look at it that way, and that's fair. And maybe that's the right way to look at it. But you could also say, "Okay, I'll give you, I'll give you that Spencer is smaller than Dayton," but in which case he still lost to the guy at the very next weight. Right. But it. Whenever you're moving those weight classes, to move as a little guy, it's tough. And the, the weight separation, and I always talk about optimum. What, what is the guy's optimum weight? So Spencer Lee's optimum weight might not be 110. It might be like 113, 114, you know, and he's choosing to wrestle 19. You know, where, where's his peak performance going to be? And I think we found the date and fix. His peak performance is right around that 119 mark with day before weigh-ins and actually in Akron. With the field being so two, big, two, two, days two days on that. Yeah. Um, right, right. I mean, is is Spencer Lee smaller than Dayton Fix? No doubt. Um, did they weigh in at the same weight and wrestle under the same rules? Yes, they did. So, yeah, yeah uh, agreed with that. So, guys, settle. If you if don't be don't be that fan with Mark Hall. He is every bit as advertised and um, going to be fantastic and. This will, you know, we saw he lost to uh, Valencia at the Freak Show, um, I guess two years ago or so, that October. And then look what he became after that. So I, I feel like this loss is probably going to drive him. It's probably what he needs uh, in a way, even though it's kind of a tough pill to swallow. I think it'll it'll help him to focus on, on the areas, the very few areas where he needs a little bit of improvement. And we'll probably see a Yeah, okay. The last thing on Hall's performance for me – 
um, is that I think Mark went out there to win matches. I think Mark went there to win a tournament. And I think, I think next year, uh, hopefully, uh, what he needs to do, and what I, I hope we see, is Score Mark points. not try to win matches. Mark try to dominate. Yeah, and just have the goal of scoring points, scoring points, scoring points. Yeah, I think you're right. You can uh, you can overthink yourself with Matt Man. And you know what? These these foreigners, they're gonna beat us at that game. They're gonna beat us at a match management game. That's that's in their wheelhouse. We're not good at. We're good at, like you said, Willie. We're good at dominating. We're good at, um, you know, working really hard the whole time. We're not these schemers who find these little ways to hang on yeah, to matches. These that, guys- Good match management. Yeah, screw good screw that. match management. I mean, when you gotta do it, do it. But yeah. <laughs> like, it, just mix it up. Force. I mean, Mark Hall, you are one of the most freaky scramblers. Just create, and that's one thing David Taylor always said that. Like when he was, uh, he he get David is one of those guys who would really get frustrated if he would go like thirty seconds without scoring, you know. And yeah. he'd be like, I just. I just make a scramble. I just do something and make, and then, so you create a situation where something has to happen and you're going to win whatever that is. Yeah. When you are the best wrestler, you want action to happen. You're going to win more scrambles and you're going to lose when you're the better wrestler. Look at, you're talking about David Taylor. He goes down, he got taken down five times by Jackson Jackson Morse in a dual meet. Yeah. And he teched him. And yeah, he comes back and he, he puts like 25 up on the board. Yeah. Create action. You're mm-hmm. the better guy. You might not get all I, of them. Yeah, it, it's sometimes frustrating. But it's, it's part and, of a growing process too, right? I mean, um, you live and you learn. I, I, I say the same thing about Jordan Oliver. You know, Jordan, Jordan's from my hometown, knew him since he was a baby. And so a part of me roots for him, right? Um, and, and he is such a prolific takedown artist that I, I mean, I get frustrated when he doesn't take a lot of shots because um, I feel like, yeah, you might give up a score, but you're going to win four out of five takedown um, situations. Right. So. Right. You know, same situation for me. Yeah. It's, and, and maybe this is, at least I can speak for myself. Not every- And I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the Brett Metcalf um, series. I'm, I'm talking about at all times. I mean, remember, uh, the Jason Chamberlain final. He made that closer than he needed to make it. I mean, go out there, open up, wrestle. You're going to, yeah, you might give up a score, but you're going to win more than you, yeah. you're going to win situations than you lose. You're just, you're a better wrestler. Yeah. And that's when you are the inferior wrestler, you want to turn it into that match management where I got to score one time. I can yeah. score late. Yeah. And if I can stick around, I only got to get one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's, I'm it's coming. interesting because I feel like I've never, Having never been at this point, like athletically, and the fact that it comes up so often, it's like, well, why doesn't he just open up more? There's got to be like way more to it, right? Like, are we maybe we're oversimplifying how he how easy it is? Oh, it's you know, we always say just open up, just open up, but there's got to be confidence. I don't you, know. You've got to be confident. Think about everything going into a wrestling match. It has to go perfectly. Your your weight's got to be on point. You got to warm up properly. You, you've got to be in shape. You've got to believe that you're not going to gas. And I, I think, especially Oliver wrestling Metcalf, is he afraid to gas? Is he afraid to put the pedal down some and create those scrambles that, you know, Metcalf has such a great tank and is, is pulling and, you know, wears guys out. He has that reputation. It, it takes a lot of confidence to go out there and believe that, hey, I, I can put this down for six minutes and create scrambles and 
Yeah. No, yeah. that's absolutely fair. That's fair. Um, and, uh, yeah, and maybe it's a different explanation for, for each wrestler. Um, so, Willie, uh, parting thoughts on on Junior Worlds. You want to put a bow on this tournament for us? Um, we, we placed fourth. We've, we've placed um, top five-ish uh, the last few years. Last year, um, silver, team silver. Um, and I think, I think in the eyes of the casual fan, we didn't get our, our peak performance. But I am extremely proud of the guys. I thought they, thought they wrestled good. And I, you know what, Coach Slay, um, he class these kids are class you know you don't get to see it I, i'm fortunate enough we're fortunate enough to be around these guys yeah um th- these kids mckenna and hall and kasar and all of them up and down the lineup zaheed um spencer lee all of them they're such a great group uh, of class acts and class characters and um i, I you know i i think they did i think they did a good job and i think we're, we'll continue to see a good job and, and I've been saying this the last couple of years the developmental the, the cadet and junior opportunities what USA wrestling is doing is good we're making progress these guys are going and seeing international competition and um, there's more of a I, I since I've been in um, the sport there's more of a um, push for audience that. now there's the kids want to make cadet world teams and junior world teams right now more than ever. It's, it's, a, it's a focus amongst the, the wrestlers in the country, the top wrestlers in the country, and I think, it's, um, I think we're heading in the right direction. They're doing good things. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and I think it's, it's only going to pay dividends for us down the line. Uh, Willie, Brock, we, we've, run, uh, we've run our course for a, an hour here. So good job on that, but we, we we aren't done yet because we know you guys want a little more. You want another taste. We're about to go back to back like Jordan 96-97. Um, so <laughs> we're going to quit the recording here, and we're going to move on to something else. But we thank you so much for listening. Uh, make sure you're out there subscribing, giving those five-star ratings, um, all that jazz. Thanks again for listening. And we're going to roll out another one of these. You'll probably see it. Uh, the next day or the next couple days so um, we're recording it now but we're going to hang on to it just because we know you guys need that FRL so we'll see you in a bit